Welcome to another episode of Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls podcast. I am Alan. <laughs> Turns page, <laughs> and this is Ski. You're getting ahead of yourself. I am, I'm Alan, and I'm joined by a man who hasn't read the uh, Art of the Deal, Ski. That is right, thankfully. And if a, you do, go ahead and skip to chapter three. It's the one about grabbing him by the pussy. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. It's an important chapter. <laughs> and a, a man who prefers uh, Minneapolis because that's where Prince is from. Exactly. Oh, Prince. man, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. So today we're going to be going over uh, season six, episode six, Feelings. Ski will be doing our recap and uh, be our normal format or as close to normal as we have with pointing out our best lines as they come about, picking our uh, MVP for the episode, and then rating it out of eight slices of cheesecake to continue on our goal of finding the best episode. Great quest. Brent has already told us he plans to check out for the next hour, mm-hmm. so <laughs> we'll, we'll see if he holds to that or not. I'm sure but not. Mm-hmm. No, of course not. He, he brings the gold regardless mm-hmm. of if he wants to or not. Fully yeah. agree. Yeah, it's, it's almost a reflex. It's it's compulsion, I think. He, he, <laughs> he just can't leave gold <laughs> uh, exactly. on the table. Yes. No sense mining it if I'm not going to share it with the townsfolk. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Your pockets run it over. <laughs> exactly. So, Ski, uh, I don't have any, any other updates for today. Did you have anything, Brent? No, nah, I'm good. Okay. I just hope everyone's doing great. Yeah, same here. Yeah. You know, God bless you all. Yeah. And if you're someone who communicates with Brent regularly and he doesn't, uh, you know, disseminate your interactions, <laughs> that's on him, not me. <laughs> so I don't know who all who all communi- communicates with Brent, but I know that he has a few people that he's, you know, just interacting routinely with. excellent yeah. posts, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so glad you shared those with us. Yeah. I'm taking a breather from it. Oh, are you? Yeah. Like I posted the thing for Labor Day. I'm mm-hmm. gonna take a few weeks off. A few weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> Just let that one hang out there for a while. Let the people who don't listen like think, oh well, <laughs> I guess their content got quit or got fired or something like that. Or lazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Our content guy. That's great. <laughs> I got an email or a te- or not text, but email or message through a social media or something from. A company that was like, oh, you know, we can help you produce this mm-hmm. for plans as little as $500 a month. A month? That's <laughs> yeah. so affordable. <laughs> right. I think the most I could ever see, they, there are places I've seen that will edit the content for mm-hmm. you for like 60 bucks an hour. Yeah. Um, I could possibly see that if we ever actually made money off something, but uh-huh. we'd have to be making so much money for me to be willing to pay someone 500 <laughs> and it's so unlikely that we would ever make enough money to pay somebody $500 a month. Well, yeah, if we're making that much money, we wouldn't really have to do other jobs. So what else would we do with all our time? Why wouldn't we do our you own You mean that editing? the three of us made $500 a month combined? No, no, no. <laughs> well, if we're making 500 even, why would we pay that 500 for editing? Oh well, sure. So you're I'm just saying, if we got to the point where 500 didn't seem like a, a it seemed like a reasonable expense, yeah, we would be making I think enough to say, well, yeah, why would we have a regular job? Yeah, I mean, why don't you contact these people and see if they're working for profit share? <laughs> <laughs> They'll get the same percentage as each of us. Exactly, you get some skin in the game, folks. I'd be like, so we'll give you a fourth of this book, uh, <laughs> some stickers, <laughs> right? Um, Although we paid for. At least a small (laughs) handful. Yeah, exactly. All right, Ski, well, you can go ahead and take it away then whenever you're ready. All right. Season six, episode six, entitled Feelings. Mm -hmm. Uh, This originally aired on October 27th, 1990, uh, written by Don Siegel and Jerry uh, Perzigian. 
Okay. Yeah. Paranesium. Paranesium? <laughs> you I mean know paramecium. <laughs> what? Isn't it paramecium? I'm assuming you talk about the... Uh... Yeah, yeah, paramecium. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, and directed by our new friend, <laughs> Matthew Diamond. <laughs> what? I don't know if that's what she said or not, but it's he not. apparently didn't think it was. Oh, okay. Well, I thought <laughs> he, he said paramecium. The only people who can check my work aren't actually in the room. So. Right. <laughs> well, I could eventually. <laughs> I will, I guess. You Did you say perineum? No, he said what you thought he said. <laughs> Paramecium. This is the worst banter we've ever had. <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst as far as... We've had definitely less funny banters, but as far as like the most inane conversation. <laughs> what did he say? Huh? What did you ask me? At first you said... Paramecium. I said I, thought I was afraid that's, that's what like you a said. Lady part, isn't it? Um, I know the word, but I don't remember what it is. It's it's something sexual. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was like that little, like the taint or something. Hmm. That sounds right, actually. Yeah. I wasn't gonna say that, but I'm glad you did. Yeah. Now, <laughs> we're, now we're at the part where we can cut it all out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll keep it in mind, but um, you know, for right now. I'll just let you continue with your <laughs> recap. It's going swimmingly so, so far. Director Matthew Diamond. What was uh, Screech's name? What his something Diamond? Dustin Diamond. Yeah, you think they're related? Yeah. I I would say not. Um, I would <laughs> guess that Dustin's was a stage name, but I guess I don't know that for sure. Yeah. I don't think he's related to Michael Diamond either. Or Neil. Or Neil. Yeah. I'm sure Neil Diamond is a stage name. So. Yeah, it is. Do you know what his real name is? I don't, but I know it's Jewish. Oh, okay. All right. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> I didn't say there is. I'm sure, though, it, it probably any almost any regular name is going to sound sound, as, sound more ethnic. Yeah. Well, or it just won't sound as cool as Diamond as a last Diamond. name. Yeah. Diamond, Diamond's a good last name if it's what you're born with in gray. But if you're in entertainment, it's a fine last name to make up. Yeah, exactly. Or, or adopt, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. The Bidwell would be a great last name, but that's the one I was born with. If I ever get rich and famous, I'll. Probably change it to Emerald <laughs> or some other you know precious gem, like Lagasse. Lagasse, what kind of precious gem is that? No, Emerald Lagasse. Oh, <laughs> exactly. I feel like this. I want to cut out. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be four hours of this, and you can cherry pick the best sixty uh, minutes. <laughs> It won't be hard. <laughs> so I was feeling bad because this week I was really wanting to do my first uh, um, St. Olaf story, oh, right? Yeah. And I didn't have time. But I feel this gold right here that we're spitting out mm-hmm. is every bit as good as what I could have come up with on my own. I would say this gold we're spitting <laughs> out uh, very much explains our recent decline in listenership. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, go ahead, Ski. We're in the kitchen, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sophia is asking Blanche for advice on what to get Dorothy for her birthday. Uh, she reads an ad in the paper for a, quote, good-looking single white male seeks fun times on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Blanche kind of nods in agreement, saying that well, it's something she doesn't have. Yeah, I like that, that reply. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dorothy enters, and Sophia asks if she was uh, able to teach any of the kids today. Uh, Dorothy is confounded that uh, teenagers just don't get a kick out of... Uh, Diagramming sentences as mm-hmm. she does. Right. Blanche insists that substitute teachers aren't actually meant to be teaching the kids, 
but to simply prevent them from burning down the school until the regular teacher returns. Mm -hmm. Dorothy admits that normally, you know, she would be kind of in that role, uh, but uh, this time she's actually teaching a class for a full semester. She comments on how nice it is to see the same kids each day and how she gets to uh, watch them kind of grow and develop over the weeks. She adds that it's very nice that they aren't pulling the normal pranks they often do to substitutes. Uh, she then gets up and walks over to the cabinet, but Blanche and Sophia see that she has a prominent sign on her back that says, Kick me hard. Right. I'm glad, it's nice that they add the hard part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a wasted sign on a teacher's back because, you know, on a student's back, someone may legitimately do that. Yeah. But Anyone I can't imagine that someone's going to be like, oh, well, I kicked that teacher hard because I had a sign, so uh -huh. that I should be excused from that. The 80s were a different time, Alan. <laughs> <Right. laughs> this was the I 90s. The posted one. <laughs> What's that? I obeyed the posted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she put it there just, herself. Just mm -hmm. do what I was told, teach. Yeah. yeah, it does say kicked me hard. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, she put it there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't say kick Miss Bornack hard. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Sophia asks about the sign, of course, and Dorothy informs her that it's not really the first one she's had on her back, I'm assuming, recently. Sure. But it's uh, not because she's subbing. Uh, she explains that she's failing the star football player in her class named Kevin. Mm -hmm. uh, Ke Kevin Kelly or something, right? Kevin. Oh, I don't know what the last name was offhand. Uh, but, you know, because he refuses to do the classwork. Sophia sarcastically says, oh, I was afraid it was a joke, but thankfully they actually hate you, right? Right. Uh, Sophia and Blanche seem to side with the boy, uh, pointing out that you know literature isn't likely a topic in the huddle. <laughs> Blanche is, as a former cheerleader and, quote, ex-bad girl in a health film. I love that one. <laughs> it yeah. is good. Uh, reminds her of uh, the importance of extracurricular events, <laughs> especially in high school, you know, teenage years. Dorothy tells the girl that uh, she hates to fail anyone, but he's been lazy, and explains that in his book report about A Tale of Two Cities, he said that he likes both, but prefers Minneapolis because that's where Prince is from, right. as you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make sure I put that in there because mm -hmm. I know you're a big Prince fan too. I am. Uh, Rose enters from the back of the uh, the room, or the I guess the garage, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, looks upset and on her face. The girls say <laughs> hello, and they can tell that something's bothering her, obviously. They ask what's wrong, and she uh, tells them that uh, she just got some dental work done. Dorothy jokingly asks if it was a wisdom tooth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, they go back and forth a few times, don't they? Not on that one, I don't think. Oh, I'm thinking of another yeah, one. Yeah, she later asks about, I was on the phone or something. Oh, okay. That's two episodes ago. Uh, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> I guess right. I'm way ahead of myself. <laughs> we, we watched them all recently, though. Uh, getting serious, though, Rose... <laughs> say what? Theoretically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting serious, Rose tells them that uh, she thinks the dentist, uh, Lou... Touched her breast. Mm -hmm. She heard him saying, wowie, wow, 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 as the anesthesia was wearing off. Blanche insists that she lodge a formal complaint uh, for this unethical act. Rose says she wishes men would have boobs for just a day to see what it's like to be judged for a physical trait. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because men aren't judged on anything. <laughs> I would definitely say men are judged less, though. Oh, certainly, yeah. I mean, we don't have the same standards put on us, so thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Why I've gladly let myself go. Right. Uh, she <laughs> I like that you're gladly doing it. <laughs> Proudly even. Uh, I'll stick it to the beauty industrial complex. Right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the world, sh I'll show them. All of this. It was a choice, people. <laughs> 
Yeah, I looked like Chris Hemsworth before I decided I wanted to I look I used to love working out. Yeah. <laughs> I still Three do. Three times a day. I do love working out, and I love eating healthy, but I had to teach them a lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Every time I drink, or slurp mm-hmm. down a thick, frothy milkshake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if you were going to go with that going, or like sorry. a cup of fat or what. <laughs> Lay a lard. <laughs> right. Your move, Vidal Sassoon. <laughs> That's your standard <laughs> of the beauty industry. <laughs> Vidal Sassoon. Take that, take that, GQ. Yeah. Esquire magazine. No, I thought, you know, I think Brands was a better one just because <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's like a Walmart, but, you know, level brand uh, beauty product. <laughs> It'd be like, I was like, take that Massimo or whatever the guy who does the shit for Target now is. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we worked at Kmart and they had the Kathy Ireland? Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I had a thing for Kathy Ireland when I was a lad. Oh, how Did could you? you not? Yeah. Smoking hot. I know. But, uh. I went to the Cinemark to see Necessary Roughness. Oh, really? Just because she was in there? Yeah, yeah. She played the kicker. Scott Bakula was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. A good movie. It's a good, it's an old movie. Yeah. Wasn't that, uh, wasn't Sinbad in that? No, he was in Shazam. <laughs> was he? <laughs> Man, I, I, think I, uh, I think I may have my uh, wires crossed there. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't remember the cast of, of either of those movies. <laughs> the only Shazam that I know off the top of my head is the most recent one, and I'm pretty sure Sinbad was not <laughs> in that Shazam. No, he was not. Okay. Was Shaq, right? Oh, Shaq, well, Shaq was in Kazam. Shazam, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Shazam is the the Marvel or the DC film. Yeah, but but they've made films throughout the years. I just don't know when the last one was prior to the most recent. So, because uh, they well, made Kazam is definitely what I was thinking about when he said Sinbad, okay. though. So you thought that he just was confusing Shaq and Sinbad? Yeah, well, purposefully. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I guess Sinbad could be in the movie, even though it was a Shaq-driven <laughs> movie. It wasn't a one-man show. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I was under the impression that Kazam was quite bad. I don't think Sinbad would have lowered himself to be in a movie of that quality. There's a lot of good actors, <laughs> a lot of funny actors that are in really shitty movies. So. <laughs> if the check cashes, <laughs> most of them will take it. So, uh, Where was that? Oh, yeah. She wants uh, guys to get boobs for a day to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. She adds that because of how she's built, a lot of people think she's dumb. Right. The girls kind of give an uneasy look while she says that. Sophia then says that uh, she's too hard on herself and that some people think she's dumb just from talking to her on the phone. Right. Rose uh, isn't uh, sure that's any better. We change scenes. We see Sophia knitting uh, in the living room. When the doorbell rings, she loudly states, Doorbell! several times. Uh, Dorothy eventually comes into the room uh, to answer and ask her mother why she can't get it. She tells her daughter that her butt's asleep and she's starting to enjoy it. Yeah. Or getting into it, I think she yeah. said. Yeah, getting into it. I like that. Dorothy answers the door and it's Dick Odlevac, I think it's pronounced, the uh, high school football coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes in and tells Dorothy that uh, they need to talk. Uh, he pleads uh, you know, he, he pleads to her that in all of his years at St. Sebastian's, Kevin is the best and most gifted athlete he's ever coached and that with his effort, they have a good chance of winning the state championship. She tells him that Kevin earned enough, and that's what he's getting. The coach tells her that you know if he if she lets him play in Saturday's game, he'll take her out on a date. 
Uh, he is Clark. quite the offer. He's he's <laughs> quite the looker. Yeah, he's 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 not let himself go at all. No. <laughs> you can tell he's a coach. Mm-hmm. Got coach money and his plumbers union money. <laughs> I was gonna say he was the plumber before, right? He I put the so. toilet in the middle of the floor. I thought so. I thought mm-hmm. that was the same guy. It's a similar looking guy, but it's not a different the same. Guy. Really? Oh. Yeah. Different dude. Yep, different guy. I was fooled too. This Me. was his I only Golden Girls. Interesting. Uh, but she replies to him on the offer for the date. You haven't read the art of the deal, have you, Coach? <laughs> yep. And then she closed the door on his face, basically. Mm-hmm. Blanche. Because originally, I was going to say, if he had, he would have grabbed her by the. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but but then then chapter you, three, you, you said that, right. I had an up. opening earlier, so I was like, "Oh, I'll just do it now." <laughs> yeah, it's like you already got the joke loaded. You don't want to end up possibly not getting to use it <laughs> exactly. if he doesn't mention like it. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, if we don't read these recaps in advance. That's true. Know. It's it's all ad libbed, really. Yeah, it's. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's ad libs for us. Yeah, yeah. Two thirds of us are ad libbing. One third of us it is, is going by the prepared remarks. <laughs> scripted by the people who wrote it, acted by the people who played it, written by me in this case or whoever is doing the recap, mm-hmm. and then ad libbed by the people adjoining. Right. <laughs> I'm glad that you finally gave people a the breakdown. Peek behind the curtains. Yeah. <laughs> they like to see that stuff occasionally. Mm-hmm. It's like how the magic is. You know. Right. <laughs> It's like if you go to Disney World and they kind of get one of those behind-the-scenes things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you ever want to trade one week, like I'll write your recap if you write mine. Definitely want to do that. Okay. I, my only fear is that I will screw something up, like you'll have a great joke and I'll bumble it or something. Oh, that's fine. Maybe we can discuss it before. No. <laughs> we'll spend hours on the phone going over it and rehearsing. No, you just read along. and <laughs> you'll, you'll correct me, right, if I screw it up? <laughs> say, no, that's the wrong inflection. You're supposed to say it this way. Like you'll be like your director the entire time. Cut, we got to have that line ready again. <laughs> no, I would totally do that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Okay. I think you might regret your de- I think you both might regret your decisions. You might want to have two bottles of water that night, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be my four-pager. Right. I really went in-depth this time. Opus, yeah. <laughs> this was my favorite episode easily. And don't forget to read the Eight six slices. deep dives after. Yeah. <laughs> How many? Six. <laughs> we really thought all those were worthwhile topics to right. explore. We have to break it up in like a Snyder's Cut type situation. <laughs> Worth them a six different. Week one. Right. Okay, so yeah, she says you haven't read the art of the deal. Close the door on them. Blanche enters, having smelled some aftershave, mm-hmm. kind of like a, she's like hunting or something. Right. Pheromones. Dorothy tells her that the door, the football coach has just been there trying to talk her into abandoning her principles and passing Kevin. Blanche again asserts that it's not really a big deal and says that in the South, they practically give grades away. Mm-hmm. Dorothy insists, however, that you know it's time someone took a stand and made a difference in Kevin's life by holding him accountable. Rose then enters, and Blanche asks if she's made her phone call to complain about the dentist's actions. Rose sits and tells them that she appreciates their support, but that she doesn't want to get someone in trouble, that she was groggy, and it could, she could be wrong. She then tells the story of confronting uh, St. Olaf's moodiest plastic surgeon, says that uh, Dr. Wolf Nooner, I think. Wolf Nooner. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he performed some work on, on uh, Rose's an mother. Aggressive nooner. <laughs> Say what? I said, that's an aggressive nooner. <laughs> uh, but the doctor, whatever his name is, performed some work on Rose's mom, and she ended up looking like Raymond Massey, mm-hmm. who, for anyone who doesn't know who that is, 
a kind of rugged looking yeah. jawline. Looks like Abe Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah, he played Abe Lincoln, right? He did. Mm-hmm. Classical Canadian actor, prominent in the 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure all of our listeners are very familiar that, yeah. with the work of Raymond Massey. Mm-hmm. I think Gosh. Abe Lincoln was rolling over in his grave that a Canuck was playing him. Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she uh, accused the doctor I mean, he of. He ate uh, actors, anyways, but. Right. <laughs> well, he, his family apparently uh, immigrated. <laughs> From New England to Canada really? in the War of 1812. Oh. So they were originally from the States slash England before that. So they're defectors. So not only <laughs> yeah. not only was he a Canuck, but they're, also they're a defector. draft dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want their War of 1812 well, consignment. You, no. can, right. you, can, you can also think that they're they're part of the way north army. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um. So, yeah, she accused him of malpractice and uh, it ruined his business. Uh, but Rose later found out that her mother's due appearance was as requested. Mm-hmm. That's what she wanted to look like. Uh, Blanche tells her that uh, you know, just because she had one bad experience, she shouldn't uh, let Dr. Norgan, who's Lou, yeah. uh, get away with taking advantage of her. Yeah, Blanche is like, just because you falsely accuse a man once doesn't mean you can't do it a second time. <laughs> I'm yeah, I was kind of wondering when, uh, <laughs> when Brent was going to come in on the side of the dentist. <laughs> Should I pause more? No, I don't think he's going to defend this dentist nearly as vigorously <laughs> as not. Professor Cooper. Because <laughs> there's, there's evidence that, you know, the dentist is in the wrong. <laughs> Professor Cooper, just Blanche's word. <laughs> I mean, we saw. No, I mean, we it's not. only Blanche's word to them, but we, the viewers, got to see. <laughs> Did we? The I don't quid think pro we did. quo. I don't think we did. I think so. We might have to, we have revisit, to revisit that episode. That what was it? Season one, episode twenty. Yes, it was. <laughs> did you really have to ask her? Was that just... No, yeah, I was just throwing it out there in case a listener wanted to go back and listen to adult sure. education. By all yeah. means, uh, it's easily our most referenced. That's that's definitely for sure. Uh, Rose points. Because it's the only one I have profit sharing in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately for Brent, it's made the same amount of profit as all of our other episodes. <laughs> Just too bad, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I liked it when I only had to do one recap per season. Yeah. I could really put all my eggs in that basket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. our format has kind of flipped around a bit on that. Yeah, uh, it's my fault, though. I'm not, I've been too busy. I think it was funny when Brent... So Ski sent out a message to us recently before we got together, just verifying, like, okay, so what's the, the plan for this coming week? Um, you know, I, and Brent said, yeah, you do the first one and Alan's going to do the second one. And I guess yeah, I'll do the third one. <laughs> or I, guess, <laughs> I guess the third one's me or something like that. Like you could just tell a slight bit of bitterness <laughs> in the reply. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe at some point we'll record a little less often or a little, uh, fewer episodes mm-hmm. and less often so that you don't have to recap quite as frequently. <laughs> <laughs> Recapping and doing the social medias, it's a, a lot. <laughs> you do put a lot of time into those. Those are good. I really mean that. They're, they're turn out really nice. I don't get uh, to see as many on the uh, Facebook ones, but you do a good job on there, too, I think. Nah, I don't. I mean, I, I, I just do a weekly update that just reminds people that there's an episode out. Well, you used to put more stuff on there, didn't you? Or like when Way, way back when we first oh, started. You forgot them this week, right? So maybe I, that's why the numbers are down. Well, I said that could be a potential, you know, contributing factor. Anyway, I did put it up a couple of days later, and yeah. and I even noted my forgetting. But that the yeah. episodes, whether now you see an update from me or Brent, the episodes mm-hmm. come out every Monday, yeah. so you can count on that. 
It's because that's what I used to wait. Like I would refresh the Facebook to see when you posted, mm. and then I would post whatever that day's Instagram post was. But then I was like, this is for the birds. So yeah. I started refreshing the pod bean. Uh-huh. And once I saw it was out there, I was like, we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, um, the, to do the update, I do it through the Podbean app so that it also puts the, um, the link to the episode in there too for people to click on. But they don't interface well on the phone. So it's like I really need to do it on a, on a gotcha. PC to, in order to, yeah. to get no. it to do properly. And then I was off Monday and Tuesday was a super busy day. And then I was like, oh shit, I forgot. Yeah. Does Sherry still listen to all our episodes? Mm-hmm. She does, yeah. Does she go on Facebook very often? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Would she want to do our updates on Mondays or? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, she, she has quite a bit that keeps her busy through her. She does daily updates for her business website and such. So I don't think she'll want to add that to the list. Understood. And I'm fine with doing it. It's just, it happened to be that with, with Monday being an off day, I Kind of forgot about it. Well, but I wouldn't. Also, I just didn't. The way you said it, I didn't know if maybe it was a burden. Like on no, no, it's not a burden at all. I just forgot. So, but like I said, the episode's out there. So whether you see an update from me or Brent, the episode should be there every Monday, unless mm-hmm. something really has gone wrong. Yeah. Or if I ever start doing it, then there'll definitely be misses. Yeah. Or <laughs> th- there won't necessarily be misses. They'll just uh, post four or five hours late. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, we put that out there. You check it out. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice but accurate well the four or five hours isn't accurate but anyways you don't know that (laughs) that could be way off oh crap it's it's past time all right so what were we at rose points out that she's been uh oh she said you know just because she's had one bad experience dr norgan shouldn't get away with you know abusing her potentially right rose points out that she's been taken advantage of many times or that Blanche has been taken advantage of many times, but Blanche disagrees, saying that, you know, with uh, the men she's been with, she's always had full consent, right. or given full consent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia then asks Blanche, when has she ever said no? Mm-hmm. Blanche kind of slips back at her that uh, she had never intended to have a question-answer session afterwards. Yeah, yeah I like that reply. That was another solid Blanche line. Uh, chain scene again. Uh, we see Sophia entering the living room with tea for Blanche and Dorothy. Uh, they thank her and grab a mug, but then promptly put them back down when she explains that she had been boiling water anyway to treat a cyst on her, quote, backside. So was she putting her ass in a pot of boiling water? I, I guess, don't really, I don't really maybe, understand that. I can yeah, only I understand maybe like boiling water to put maybe on a, a rag or something. Yeah, or, I mean, unless you just keep putting the rag back in, then I guess, mm-hmm. you know, that could be, <clears throat> then it would still be gross. Yeah, pretty gross, yeah. <laughs> But if you took the water out and poured it into something else and then used that, but then you're like, I have this leftover water, yeah. I wouldn't consider that yeah, butt it's still, water. Still even boiling that was the water, yeah. 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 Which is by pretty much definition sanitized. Yeah, I mean, the boiling is going to boil off any butt juice anyway. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, any butt bacteria, I guess I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not filtering the water. <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> You but it would be killing anything that might. You wouldn't really <laughs> want to dip, dip your butt in the boiling water anyway. You don't know me. Well, from a safety perspective. Ah, okay. Uh, the doorbell rings. Are you guys hot tub people? Yeah, I mean it's fine. Like I'm not a hot tub person to the point where I'd want to own one, mm. but I enjoy it if I happen to be someplace that has one. Yeah. I'd love to own a hot tub. Oh, really? Yeah. But you have a regular pool, don't you? 
No, we took it out. Oh, did you take it out? Yeah, that was our pandemic project. Oh, it was getting ready. <laughs> so you're like, oh, there's not much to do around the house. Let's get rid of our our entertainment. <laughs> yeah, it was just <laughs> too much work. To yeah, keep up. exactly. Was it above ground or in ground? It was above. Well, it was technically it was above ground, but the our house is on a hill. So like when you stepped out the yeah, like back the deck or something. Yeah, you stepped out the back door. You were on the deck. Yeah, and then the deck was flush with the pool. Okay, so you'd walk That's off the deck cool. and be down, drop down into the pool. You know, but anyway, so we took it out. But then like, so the side of the deck where the pool used to be, it was just this huge drop off. So we put in a couple of slides. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah. But, uh, so have you been able to convince your daughter yet that that's just as good as a pool? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, she's fine. They're fine with it. Okay. <laughs> she's got a swing set and swings and oh, yeah. slides and that's everything. She's and um, room for a snowboard and stuff like that. So, oh, um, so you guys and I went to a party with Nicole, like, was it last week or two weeks ago? I think last week. I don't remember for sure, though. Whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, her friend that owned the house... She actually has an inflatable hot tub in her basement. Oh. And it's like super low maintenance. Yeah. So if you really would be serious about getting one or like yeah. one, that might be something to look into. Yeah. And I think about putting it in the basement. That's a good idea. But yeah. I, at least I would definitely keep all the outside um, debris from getting yeah. into it and bugs and whatnot. Well, she said, and then you can, I just, as long as you've got a pump that you can siphon it out and stuff, you can clean it real easily and stuff, apparently. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, and she said it's uh, super robust. So it's, Unlikely to be damaged or leak or anything. So. I'll keep it in mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you will. We'll right. have the podcast, and then directly after, a week, uh, an what hour. About a, a podcast from the hot tub. What? <laughs> I would do that. Would you? Yeah. And I'd be afraid of our equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in the other room. So we would just yell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just carry the mics with us and hold those. Well, no, we we'll just to hope everything's going right. Water from the strap on, like the little, like. I don't want to strap on with you in the <laughs> pool. No offense, but. The, the clip on. Clip, clip on. on. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what would you clip it onto? Your skin? Your nipple? Like, what would you even clip it onto? Good point. <laughs> if you're naked, yeah, I guess. Why, why would we be naked? Sorry. <laughs> Shirtless. You still want to do that hot tub <laughs> podcast with Ski? <laughs> <laughs> was he wearing nothing but a mic? <laughs> now that I realize he's not wearing swim trunks, no. <laughs> well, and you hope it was hot enough to boil out his butt debris. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, well, we're going to shelve this uh, hot tub podcast idea for now. <laughs> but, uh, well, you know. Sorry, it's funny. It's not funny. Oh, crap. Uh, I don't even know what the hell we were talking about before now. Yeah, I've only oh. been head breast for a day. Cyst on the backside. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Treating that, getting rid of the butt juice. <laughs> the doorbell rings, <laughs> and Dorothy answers to see uh, one Father O'Mara from St. Sebastian's. Right. Uh, she introduces her mother and Blanche. He immediately comments that he'd heard quite a bit about Blanche, uh, but he can't tell you what, as he is bound by duty against revealing things he's heard from confessions. Right. Sophia offers him some tea to drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think he ever drinks it, though. Like, he picks up the mug, and then he puts it right back yeah, down. Yeah, I think so. Maybe they thought it would just be too bad if they saw a priest drinking butt juice <laughs> on the air. So. Uh, we quickly find out that the priest is there to convince Dorothy to allow Kevin to play in the upcoming game because he, because he like, as in the Lord, right. would want uh, it to be that way. Dorothy is shocked to hear that he is so interested in high school football. 
uh, he responds that God loves all the sports, including gymnastics. And then he leans over and says that he's heard Blanche is quite the gymnast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then says, oops. Right, because he, he revealed, him. yeah. He put a real strange emphasis on nast. Maybe because it's nasty. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dorothy tells him that uh, she's thinking of taking, or that she's thinking of Kevin and really needs uh, the support from the administration uh, because she wants the best for him, right? She wants right. to learn from this. Realizing that uh, he's not going to be able to change her mind, the priest gives her a warning that the alumni are all very active and vocal. Uh, while it comes off sounding like a mild threat, uh, he insists that it's a concern. Dorothy thanks him for his concern and shows him out the door. Sophia tells her daughter that she's disgusted by the fact that she essentially threw a priest out, that uh, she's going to go sit in my tea. Right. So I guess that's really what she was doing. Yeah, I guess so. Um I don't feel like Dorothy really threw the priest out. No, he yeah. totally fell, uh, found his way to the door on his own. Right, yeah. Agreed. It wasn't like, uh, if you're going to ask me to do that, you're going to have to leave here, Father. Yeah, um, he, he showed himself out more or less. Yeah, I agree. But. So I think that's an exaggeration on Sophia's part. Uh, later, uh, Dorothy is in the kitchen when Sophia enters, and she kind of slinks around her daughter cautiously. And when questioned about why she's acting that way, Sophia reminds her that she recently uh, removed the priest from the house, mm-hmm. which, again... Bit of an exaggeration on that. Dorothy says that uh, they've had family that have thrown clergy out of windows. Mm-hmm. Sophia says, no, no, that was business. Right. Just then, Blanche brings in a folded up paper from uh, left for Dorothy on the stoop. Uh, they unfold it to find a dead fish and a note, essentially threatening that if Kevin isn't allowed to play in the football game, quote, Dorothy Z sleeps with the fishes. Mm-hmm. Dorothy uh, is confident that it's just a prank and nobody would actually hurt her hurt her over a stupid game. Blanche and Sophia aren't so sure. Blanche says, you know, Southern men have even broken dates with her to attend football games. That's crazy. It's a sure thing under Blanche. (laughs) Sophia says that she's scared, and Dorothy eventually relents and uh, agrees to change Kevin's grade, saying it's not worth endangering or worrying her family so much. Right. Uh, She is disappointed that holding on to her principles was not enough. Yeah. Uh, while she's got uh, her daughter agreeing to things, Sophia then requests a big screen TV, saying, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm scared. Yeah. Dorothy says no. Uh, we change scene again. In the kitchen, Sophia enters. Blanche had been telling Dorothy about uh, Freud, uh, Sigmund Freud, mm-hmm. and points out that if Rose doesn't confront uh, the dentist about uh, the potential groping, that she may end up taking out her upset feelings and, uh, you know, just... Uh, is upset in general, right? Right, yeah. Uh, upset feelings on the girls. Sophia says that uh, she slept with Freud and loved. Uh, he loved going through tunnels. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I think I bundled it, bungled that a little bit. It's a, you bundled it with another. <laughs> Bundle, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bundle it. <laughs> Home and auto insurance. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Rose enters and sees that they are getting ready to eat some cheesecake. Yep, number 24. Now, in this website that I have, which I already know that website missed at least one cheesecake, this, according to it, this would be the last cheesecake that we see on the Golden Girls. we got a whole other season. I know, and, and more than half of this season. So I'll be really curious to find out if that if that website is accurate or if they just got bored watching it and <laughs> tracking cheesecakes at a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> so it's at least number 24, though. I can say that Maybe uh, B. Arthur finally got sick and tired of the cheesecake and said, yeah. I want bunt cake. <laughs> 
Should so be. it'd end up being like one in every nine episodes or something? Yeah, something around that. Because, yeah, we're at about 150, uh, not 150, about 130-ish episodes so far. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so Rose sits down in a, in a bit of a huff saying, oh, cheesecake, now we can be old and fat. Lance tells Rose that uh, she can tell that her childhood was rough, which, I don't know, I never got the impression that Rose's childhood was really all that rough. Yeah. She seemed like a happy person. Yeah, yeah, she I said agree. the Lindstroms were good parents to her. Yeah, and she asks her to tell her about her first memory. Rose closes her eyes and thinks back. She says that she sees a variety of animals, chicken, goat, lamb, etc., and that a gun is fired and uh, by a man, and the animals are off to the race. Mm-hmm. She then starts narrating like a track announcer. Yeah. Uh, Dorothy stops her, though, and tells her that uh, uh, she's her friend and uh, she needs to confront Dr. Norgan to resolve this uh, lingering concern she's got. Right. Dorothy says you know, that she'll be happier if she stands up for herself, pointing out that she herself had actually backed down over the grade issue just earlier. Dorothy tells Blanche that she helped uh, focus the discussion and that maybe she would have even made a good psychologist. Sophia, however, points out the concern of giving Blanche an office with a couch and charging by the hour. Right. Lance kind of grins at this. There was a line prior to that that I thought was funny, too, because um, it was when Blanche was telling Rose to think back to her earliest memories and kind of mm-hmm. go through all of her time in St. Olaf, and Dorothy turns to Sophia and says, Ma, I'm sorry I didn't want your last days to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually my favorite line of the episode, I think. I'm sorry I let you down, but I'm glad oh. you mentioned it. So how many slices of cheesecake did you give this one? Oh, well, you'll find out in a couple more paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> I only got like a third of a page left. Okay. <laughs> I, can, I can go faster. No, I it's fact, we also have some, uh, you know, illustrious guest actors to go over to. I do, and this one, this one had some pretty good ones, mm-hmm. including uh, apparently a non uh, um Plumber. Plumber, yeah. I'm sure he's played a plumber in something. <laughs> There's almost no way. Well, yeah, that guy's I was I was totally included. thinking it was the same guy from yeah. it was just what last season? Something. Yeah, well he was on last season in a different role, but the one where he was a plumber was a few seasons back. So it is oh, the same, same actor? No. The was guy who you guys are thinking has been in a couple mm-hmm. episodes as a plumber and has a different role. Oh god. Gotcha. But he's not this guy. Oh, uh, okay. So it's a different dude laying pipe. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Um, so we change scene. We see Sophia now reading on the couch when the doorbell rings. Again, she announces, doorbell. Mm-hmm. And this time, Dorothy's already in the room. She just shoots right. her mom kind of a scowl and uh, goes over to answer the door. She sees that it is the coach with Kevin. Mm-hmm. They come in and sit to talk. Kevin, did you have something? I think Kevin's a name that's going to die off in popularity. You think so? I blame the minions. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think the minions will help it increase? You don't think that when that next generation gets old, they're like, oh, I loved Kevin and Minions. <laughs> <laughs> he was the anchor. <laughs> you, you, this is completely, well, not completely unrelated, I guess, but I had sent a picture to Brent earlier. Now, I, I collect Simpsons stuff. Um, Brent Brent has a few different things. He doesn't have one uh, real specific thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, some Funkos and Lego sets and whatnot, yeah. you know, here and there. Not one real specific collection, but he's a collector of, of things. Uh-huh. Ski doesn't collect much at all, but all that said, you know, there are definitely some properties that I know 
that generate some really high-end collectibles. I mean, there are some Simpson things that are super expensive. Star you, Wars. Yeah, Star Wars for sure. A lot of superhero type stuff as well. You say Legos? Did you uh, say? I didn't say Legos, but yeah, there certainly are some very expensive Lego sets. But usually the most expensive ones kind of relate back to another property. Yeah, yeah. Of That's some sort. theme or something. Exactly. Like a Harry Potter or something. Mm -hmm. Now, I, uh, I enjoy... Like state spoons or something. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that would be an awesome Lego crossover. <laughs> <laughs> a Lego crossover for state spoons. <laughs> yes. Well, if you're listening out there, Lego, this is a free idea, but but Ski gets a free uh, a free one. I get the first one. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the first state spoon. Yeah. Well, they. Uh, I'm a fan. You know, a, a big fan of generally Disney animated movies, but I also enjoy animated movies from the other studios as well, like mm -hmm. your DreamWorks and your Illumination and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed uh, How to Train Your Dragon. I think it's a fine series of movies. Mm -hmm. But there was a collectible that came out recently. Or I, I got a pre-order type notice from a, a website that I frequent. Was that uh, DreamWorks? Uh, How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah. I'm not sure offhand. I believe it is, yes. Okay. And this is a 1-6 scale limited edition statue of the white dragon with some of their babies around them, okay? Mm -hmm. So let me show you a picture of this ski. It's a a nice looking statue. Yeah. Uh, but this is again how to train your dragons. Mm -hmm. This statue is a thousand and seventy-five dollars. What? I just can't imagine the fan out there that would be so dedicated to it, how to train it, your dragons. Is it carved out of glass? I mean it's highly or marble? And it is pretty large. It's like two feet wide and over a foot tall. I don't but know. But still a thousand dollars for that seems cumbersome too. Like that's a large I just can't imagine the person that has their whole big DreamWorks filled mm -hmm. room, and they're like, well, this is the masterpiece. I would argue that's not even the main character. Exactly. It's not even Toothless. <laughs> so, I mean, it is Toothless's babies, I guess, but still. Yeah, he's like the main dragon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I don't think this white dragon even showed up till the second or third uh, iteration, but I don't really remember. So, anyways, I just thought that was odd. 1,075 feels like a little high for a, little high, a yeah. third rate, <laughs> um, you know, member of the cartoon animation. I feel like you could almost get a pretty decent like replica Batman outfit for a thousand oh, bucks. Yeah, you get like a life-size Iron Man statue for a thousand dollars. I think it's odd that they went with one sixth. You think you think it should have gone all the way? <laughs> that would have been a thousand dollars worth. <laughs> I'm just saying like, you know, it's not a real thing. So they could have said one fifth. Oh, or sure. That's why they chose that as their <laughs> exactly. Like, like if they'd been like one fourth or something, that's even more grand. Yeah, you know, because it's not like there's a real thing you can compare it to. And it's like, wait, well, this is only a sixth. I would <laughs> say though there is somewhat because it's got human characters in that movie, and if human characters are somewhat the same size as us, but they're human characters who are living the same time as dragons, so we don't know if their average height is six feet or three that's feet. That's true. Or, I mean, you look at those old timey. You know, people knights, were, you know, were, like with yeah. the metal costumes and stuff. Right, yeah. Those things are like four foot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these guides could be like the same thing. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I guess those people who made the statue really fucked up. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> how many they could have sold if they said it was one fifth. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Then a thousand dollars would have been <laughs> well worth it. Yeah. Could have been fifteen hundred dollars then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they have a special, special edition that's just almost imperceptibly larger <laughs> than they'll charge. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, sorry to interrupt you for that silliness, but I just thought it was... Fun side note. Yeah, a really high price for a movie that I can't imagine a lot of people would call their favorite movie <laughs> of all time. But go ahead with your recap. Yeah, Sophia's reading on the couch, doorbell rings, and it's uh, Kevin and the coach 
They come in to talk, and uh, Kevin sits and he, sit, he tells Dorothy, you know, that he's not lazy. He's just been really busy with football. Right. Uh, Dorothy uh, comes back with, you know, sorry, that was my fault for interrupting your high school experience with a book. Yeah. Uh, the coach, you know, oblivious, throws up his arms and says, hey, you didn't know. <laughs> Which that, that, that interchange is my favorite line of the That was solid, yeah. It's a good one. Uh, Dorothy asks him uh, how he's going to act in the real world after high school. She reminds him of uh, the fact that he was just picking on a young man who himself works hard and gets good grades. Kevin says that you know he's a geek. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says something about him working hard, and she says, "Oh, that makes him a dork." Mm-hmm. Which I guess he goes on to qualify that he, you know people with no friends that are always home on Saturdays and have their uh, nose buried in a book. They're geeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy turns to her mother and says, one word, and I cut off your supply of Metamucil. <laughs> I thought about inter- introducing you guys as the dork and the geek. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, the definitions don't really, like, his definitions he gave were pretty synonymous. Yeah, yeah, there, there wasn't a big difference between the two. Uh, Dorothy offers a compromise uh, that if he'll agree to private tutoring lessons with her, uh, she'll give him an incomplete, which will allow him to be, will make him eligible to play in Saturday's game. But he says, yeah, I'll do that when the season's over. But Dorothy stands firm, saying, no, you'll do it you know, now, concurrently. Uh, even supported by Sophia, who points out, you know, hey, look, she's willing to go the extra mile to help you out, like on her free time. All right. Kind of says on her under, under her breath, like, he doesn't know you don't have any life. Mm-hmm. But Kevin indignantly scolds his coach, which he's not, he was out way out of line, yeah. claiming that, you know, hey, you said if we came over here and I was nice, she'd roll over. Right. Yeah, Kevin's a prick. Uh, yeah. He's a world-class prick, as far as I can tell. At this point, he gets up and starts heading towards the door, telling the coach that, you know, winning this weekend's up to you. Yeah. You better make it happen. Uh, the coach turns to Dorothy and, you know, claims that, you know, they're going to do whatever it takes to get Kevin on the field, and she's not going to be able to stop him. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite that ugly scene, Dorothy uh, is happy that she stood up for what she believed in. Dorothy says it's the proudest she's ever been of her. Mm-hmm. Her expression kind of drops, though, saying, you know, when she realized that her whole life, this is the proudest she's been of her daughter. Yeah. She then feels depressed and goes for a cookie. All right. Uh, we change scene again. Rose enters the dentist exam office, or room, rather, mm-hmm. and the, the doctor, you know, Dr. Norgan, is that right? That sounds right. Uh, tells her to hop in the chair. She tells him that they need to talk, and he suggests that they uh, discuss it while he works. She sheepishly gets into the chair, and he begins to put cotton water into her mouth. Of course, he can understand her mumbling just fine. Right. As uh, she apparently is asking if he remembers her recent visit. She then takes it all out and states that she clearly, that uh, she is not referring to the procedure itself. Mm-hmm. He then says, I'm sorry I didn't get that. Yeah. Like when she's talking clearly. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Good sight gag. She tells him with a very serious and concerned look that she thinks he fondled her. Uh, he immediately tells her, oh, no, no, this is a very common effect of the anesthesia, like a dreamlike, dreamlike hallucination, right? And that uh, people think things like that all the time. He says he uh, likely brushed against her, and in her woozy state, she misinterpreted the event. The, she feels terrible. She apologizes and says, that, oh, you must hate me. He says, they, uh, to the contrary, she's a compassionate, lovely woman. Uh, he starts kind of looking her up and down now. And looks uh, forward to their time together. He suggests they get started on uh, installing her crown work. He then continues to pour on the compliments and uh, redirects his like uh, 
like side light he's got going on, mm-hmm. point it right at her chest region. Again, he mutters, wow, wow, or wowie, well, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Upon hearing this, Rose jumps up and grabs a water spray gun, you know, the rinse. <laughs> yeah. uh, she can't believe that she apologized to him and, and vows that it'll never happen again. Or he vows that it'll never happen again. She agrees and says that she's going to be lodging a formal complaint to the state dental board. She then tells him, dance, and starts yeah. spraying uh, the gun at her his feet Wild West style. Yeah, that was the worst part of that scene. Um, it was kind of dumb, yeah. It would kill the, the series. I guess they were wanting to break it up, but it should have been a little more serious, I think, in this case. I agree, but I think there also would have been a better, like, if you wanted to do that gag, she should have sprayed him in the crotch so it looked like he peed his pants. Yeah. That, I think, would have been a funnier yeah. thing than, than him pretending to dance around. I wonder if that was, like, we discussed, like... and they said, no, spraying him in the crotch would have been too Maybe that would have been her sexually harassing him back or something. Maybe. Yeah. <coughs> Plus, it is a Disney property. Maybe they're like, no! Well, it wasn't a Disney property at the time, though. Okay. But either way. Anyway, yes. <clears throat> Change the scene one last time. Uh, Dorothy is entering a hospital room where Kevin is actually sitting up in bed with a full leg cast. Mm-hmm. He asks, oh, no, are you a substitute nurse, too? <laughs> uh, she tells him that you know, she's sorry about his knee, which apparently he got hit, uh, but that he wouldn't have been blindsided if he'd stayed in the pocket. He is surprised that she knows football terms, but she informs him that she knows everything. Mm-hmm. She comments about some of the signatures on his casts, and then she begins to correct them, including one that she also say, Mrs. Vornak eats shit hockey mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was solid. That was a good line. He tells her not to feel bad uh, for not being able to fix his attitude, that people have been trying to kind of correct him for years. She tells him that uh, she's there to tutor him as they discussed mm-hmm. because it was at the, he said after the football season and looks like his season's over. Uh, since he can't move, it'll be like, quote, teaching fish in a barrel. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny too. Realizing that uh, he's relatively trapped by her kindness and persistence, she then begins to read A Tale of Two Cities and that's where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why. I mean, there has to be a lot of students in there that need help, and would be decent humans, why go out of your way? Like, I get the idea of, like, hey, even if somebody is struggling or has issues, you know, as a teacher, you Mm want to help them out. But this guy basically spit in your face, Mm -hmm. and you're still going to be like, well, I'm still going to go ahead and spend my time to read this book to him. Uh, I don't know. I I think we all know Dorothy's stubborn. So maybe she's like proving a point to herself. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. But I did not care for Kevin at all. He was one of my least favorite uh, characters. She she says, though, earlier that she sees potential in him, too, though. He's a smart kid, but maybe she feels that's how she gets gets through to him, maybe? Well, uh, we don't ever see her if she gets through to him or not, because this this is a Christopher Daniel Barnes, he played Kevin. Uh, 70 titles to his name, but this was his only Golden Girls. His big credit, in my opinion, is uh, as Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Uh, he does. I don't know if he does the singing voice and the uh, talking voice. Or, I don't know either. You know, I don't know, actually, if Prince Eric sings much in the movies, to be honest. He also uh, did the voice of Spider-Man in quite a bit of the Spider-Man cartoons, including all the episodes of the Spider-Man, the animated series. <laughs> um, he was also in 43 episodes of Malcolm as Eddie as Leonard Ricketts. Um, so... Malcolm as Eddie? Malcolm and Eddie. Gotcha. So, I don't think I've ever heard of the show, but I like the name Leonard Ricketts. I think it was Malcolm Jamal Warner and oh, Eddie really? Griffin. Oh, really? Okay, very nice. 
think it was on the CW. The just, one thing I recognized his face from was from the Brady Bunch movies. Yeah, that was something he was into. He was uh, Greg Brady, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had uh, Frank Hamilton playing Father O'Meara. Mm-hmm. Only 33 titles for him, and, and this was his only Golden Girls episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert uh, Costanzo, he played the coach, uh, whatever his last name was. Mm-hmm. 314 titles for him. This is his only Golden Girls, but he's been in a, quite a bit of things. Not another episode of Golden Girls, but uh, Modern Family, Pulp Fiction. He was Joey's dad and friends. Hmm. Uh, he was in a Total Recall and Die Hard 2. Oh, so nice. quite a few solid oh, uh, yeah. appearances. And then we had uh, George, uh, George Weiner, I guess you probably pronounce it, W-Y-N-E-R. Um, yeah. That'd be my guess anyway. He was Dr. Norgan. His only Golden Girls also. He has 222 titles to his yeah, name. He's, he's been a lot of parts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, Big Bang Theory, Malcolm uh, in the Middle. Shameless, but I think, at least for me, for sure, the thing I recognized the most from was uh, from Spaceballs. Yeah, he yeah. played a Colonel Sundrews. Um, is that, am I pronouncing that right, Brent? Uh, Sanders. A, Sanders. Is it, is it Sanders? Yes. Oh, okay, well, the way that they spell it is odd. It's spelled S-U-N-D-R-U-Z. Uh, but I didn't. I couldn't remember. It's been a while since I, I recognized him immediately yeah. from that movie, but yeah. I didn't remember the no, name until I looked it up. Sanders, Sanders. Okay. Yep. Very like the nice. chicken guy. That's that awesome. was a joke. Oh, very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a uh, four pretty big name actors, or not big name per se, but actors that had uh, quite a few credits other than the, the priest in there. Mm-hmm. Easily recognizable. In this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Ski, uh, who got your MVP for this episode? I gave it to Dorothy. I said, you know, she did end up staying staying up for herself and what she believed in, and ultimately she will make a difference in Kevin's life. Okay. How about you, Brent? Same, Dorothy. You know, just went above and beyond and everything. So, and she was just happy up front that you know, she had a steady paycheck for a semester. Right. Yeah, I gave mine to Blanche. I thought that she did mm-hmm. a good job giving advice during the episode and. Uh, I don't know advice that she doesn't follow herself. Well, even still, you know, I give advice <laughs> to my kids all the time that I don't follow. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know. I thought she gave a good contribution for a, an episode that she was not. She, the, she definitely was worried about the friend, which I right. like when she stands up for her friends. Yeah, I agree. And I thought that um, I don't know. I like it when someone stands out to me, and the episode is not about that person. So. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, so how many slices of cheesecake did this one get for you, Ski? I gave it five. I thought it was uh, decent plots for both the A and the B stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was glad that Rose kind of got the last word with Dr. Norgan. Yeah, I agree. I gave it five also. Um, I guess the same reasons. I There were aspects of the show that I didn't care for. I really, had a handful of funny lines, but not, oh, sure, yeah. not a ton. Yeah, it wasn't a laugh riot, but it was solid. And the, I don't know, Kevin was an awful person, and then Dr. Norgan was an awful person. But I thought that the uh, the you know, main members of the Golden Girls were all, all did well for themselves. And they were one. pretty well represented, I thought, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't any of them. You know, occasionally we get those episodes where one of the, one of the girls is, you Almost know, exclusively or very heavily shown. Well, not just that, but they're also, uh, there's some of those episodes where one of them does something that's really out of character, um, mm-hmm. or just makes them despicable, especially Diamonds and Blanche a lot. Yeah. Uh, but none of that in this maybe episode. That's, maybe that is her character now. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. How about you, Brent? Uh, who is your, uh, or not who is your, but how many cheesecake slices? Four. Four? Yeah. Um, I just didn't like Rose being sexually assaulted. It's just kind of a bummer. Yeah. It's not She's as fun for you when Blanche gets sexually assaulted, is it? <laughs> Blanche wasn't sexually assaulted. Okay, fair. It's okay. not an episode we've ever seen. <laughs> I, I, I do retract that from <laughs> Professor Cooper. <laughs> um, that is not one of his sins that we saw committed. Oh, correct. So, anyways. And she, she has to put up enough, uh, she has to put up with enough abuse from her friends. <laughs> right. She didn't deserve it outside exactly. the house, too, right? <laughs> exactly. It should be a safe space. Yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, I don't have anything else to add. And if neither of you two do, then uh, stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.